Hey, this is Phil from Teen Idols, and you're listening to The Dummy Room. What's up, guys? Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast, episode 164. I'm your host, Nate. Hope everyone's having an excellent holiday season. Thanksgiving is uh, Thanksgiving's actually tomorrow, and uh, I just wanted to uh, whip out another quick episode for next week. Hopefully, unbelievable, I'm going to have two episodes uh, back-to-back two weeks. Can't believe it. But uh, for this episode, we got uh, Jimmy from Cap Gun Heroes here. How's it going, dude? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing excellent. Even better. I, uh, I got to tell you, big thanks. I, I got home from the grocery store tonight and came home to uh, some boxes of chocolate-covered goodness. Thanks to you. Uh, no problem, man. Enjoy. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And then immediately I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's got to be from Jimmy, you know? I appreciate it, dude. And um, I've been bitten by the Christmas bug this year, which isn't... I mean, I like Christmas, but this year, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling festive. Uh... The guys from Oldie Hawn sent me a new tune, just out of the blue, and it's a Christmas song, dude. And I, I heard it, and I was instantly like, I'm ready for Christmas. Yeah, I hear you, man. I, I actually I decorated my tree like two days after Halloween. So <laughs> we're, yeah. we're usually pretty good about doing it early, but not that early. But yeah, yeah I, I'm the same way. I'm just really feeling good about you know the holidays coming. I, I just think after last year kind of being so you know, different um, with everything that was going on that, you know, things aren't back to normal, but definitely better than we were a year ago. So you're kind of looking forward to getting back to those, you know, that kind of normal holiday, you know, holiday feeling. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Oldie Hawn, I sent you the track to check out. Yeah, man. It was a good song. I like that. It was uh, really well done. I really like the way they incorporated a lot of like the cool Christmas tones with the bells and stuff like that, you know, where you would have a lead. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really well done, man. I've heard some some good Christmas songs before, and then I've heard some bad ones. And we actually, (laughs) we tried to do one uh, like two years ago, and it was just awful. And we actually, we opened up with it uh, at a Christmas show we played with Nerdfitter and the Copyrights. And yeah, we just looked out at everyone and when we got done, it was like, yeah, that went over like shit. So we'll never play that again. Yeah. No. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely uh, a weasel lead with a, with a bell is, is cool. Um, earlier this week too, or last week, maybe Jeff Palmer put out a Christmas song. Now we got this one, which I, we're actually going to play here in a second, but um, I dude, I'm with the Jagger Holly album. I really, I'm digging Christmas songs now. You know, there's so many good ones now. I love it. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, this song, I, I don't know if it's part of anything. I know it's going to be released. Uh, this is, I, I guess, after you hear it, it'll be available on, on Spotify, Bandcamp, all, all the usual streamer stuff. But um, it's called Getaway. So 
right there, it just it just rings out Christmas cheer, right? <laughs> but uh, I I fucking heard it, dude, and it's one of those slow, you know, just kind of sludgy pop songs, and it's just I fucking love it, dude. It's it, it's Christmassy, but it's a love song all the way. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's called Getaway. Check this out. I dig it. I think that band, I've, you know, I've been listening to that band for a few years now. Of course, Roger is the guy, um, I don't know if you know this, Jimmy, but he's the guy who's been doing the playlist for the Dummy Room from day one. So uh, that, if, if you haven't checked out the playlist on Spotify that Roger did, it's 80, I think somebody posted it yesterday, it was 84 hours long. Yeah, I checked out the playlist. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know it was uh, Roger that was doing it, but yeah, no, that's uh, it's, it's definitely a long playlist for sure. A lot of good bands, though. So, yep. No, I've been listening to Oldie Hawn for a you know couple years now, and I fucking love them. I think they're one of the one of the best newer bands going right now, and I, I seriously I do. I, I dig them. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I said, just just go check it out and uh, support those guys. They got a show coming up. I saw just announced today, maybe it wasn't announced, but I I saw it uh, somewhere down in Texas uh, for December 10th. Speaking of December 10th, you guys got a show, Cap Gun Heroes, I think. Yeah, well, we actually play on the 11th, but we're, uh, so oh, yeah, it's yeah. going to be two nights of the queers at Reggie's in Chicago, 
uh, first night is the Queers with Susie Moon, and then uh, Hot Alice, which are uh, used to be Alistair, and then uh, yeah, another yeah. band, Coleco Plaid. Um, then Saturday night, it's uh, the Queers, Susie Moon, us, and uh, OK Cool. So uh, should definitely be a really cool show. Uh, we're looking forward to it. It's uh, really going to be our honestly our only show of this year that we really got to play i mean we we did a birthday party for some friends uh back in july but yeah it's really gonna be our only show for this year and then got a lot of stuff planned going into next year but yeah we're just really looking forward to actually getting out and and playing some of the songs off the new record speaking of the new record dude uh i guess you know congratulations man the album is really good of course you know of course i'm gonna say that but uh loved being part of it um, can't wait to uh, can't wait to do more with you, but I kind of wanted to just get into the album real quick. A lot of people don't know, but um, the album process was was kind of a fucking headache, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was like hurdle after hurdle, man. And the artwork, I don't know, people don't know this, but the artwork changed a few times. Yeah, man. We just, you know, <laughs> we, I don't think we could we could just settle on on you know. I mean, I thought you know, I really like the art because I mean, the, the artist we work with actually he he's great and he he does all of our you know uh, most of our art and he does a lot of the the show posters things like that and he works with a lot of the the bigger bands in the Chicago scene and so on and he's a, he's a great guy. I, I just think it was the direction we were kind of giving him uh, on the first couple. Uh, you know, I guess you could say drafts of it. And I don't know. I think it kind of felt like, you know, a little cartoony and yeah, yeah, really yeah. wasn't what we were shooting for. And, and we had some conversations with you about it and we went back in with some ideas and he came back with that final draft. And it was like, wow, man, you know, it's, it's totally different than the first two that we <laughs> yeah, were yeah. messing around with, but so much better. Uh, he just did a great job. Yeah, once I saw the the final version, it was like, yeah, this just feels right, you know. See the back art, I'm like, yeah, this looks much more, just kind of toned down a little bit, and uh, yeah, sets. I don't know, I think it's perfect for the album. Yeah, no, it came, it came out great. So that was one hurdle. Uh, late artwork, of course, there was there was everything from you know the vinyl delays that was part of it, the the CD uh, fiasco with getting the CDs out, the grammar, <laughs> you know every little <laughs> thing that could have popped up happened. But you know what's most important was what's actually on that album. And you guys, I, I want to say you guys kind of made a masterpiece, man. It's a very impressive debut record. Uh, we appreciate it, man. It was you know a long time coming. We you know obviously uh, after the EP came out, you know the next thing you know. We, we got hit with COVID, so we didn't really yeah, even yeah. have a chance to support the EP. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, there was about three months there where it was, all right, well, we're, you know, none of us want to be in the same room with each other. Uh, but once things settled down, we were able to get in there and, you know, had a lot of fun recording it. And, you know, we, we were pretty happy with it. We think it came out well. Um, I mean, we're, we're I mean, we're humbled by the response that that, you know, we're getting from everybody. And, you know, we're happy that it's doing well but you know we're, we're right back in the studio now we're, we're we're working on a lot of new stuff uh hopefully to have something you know out here in the first of the year another ep and then you know get right back to work on a new record you know keep yeah. things going because there was such a such a delay with everything from the between the ep and the <laughs> and, and adderall just now i guess we're just kind of in that mode to to really just you know stay on top of things and, and get a lot done so i remember i don't know if you remember this but when you guys were kind of I don't think the final mixes were done, but you were sending me the songs. And um, I was, you know, checking them out, of course, and you were asking me for input, and, you know, I was grading them. And uh, you, the, 
so there was a song originally it was called Graduation Day, and I gave it like an eight. Do you remember this? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that that's an eight, and then Waiting, that's a ten, and you know that girl, that's a ten, and and you were like, that song's a ten. You were telling me that that Graduation Day is better than what I thought it was, and and uh, dude, I gotta tell you now, man, that I think that's my favorite song on the album now. I tend to listen to that one the most, and now of course it's called it's called Let You Go. That is the song now that I can't not listen to. There's a lot of songs on the record that I was really happy with. I, I don't know what it was about that one. I just felt that, you know, it, it just had a cool flow to it. And I, I really liked Joe's melody on it. And um, I, I really liked the ending. So, yeah, I, I, I thought that that was uh, that's my favorite song on the record, too. I mean, the whole album is great. I mean, it really is. The response has been unbelievable. Uh, people are still uh, hitting me up 
you know, almost on a daily basis, just just telling me that uh, that it's that, you know we hit it out of the park. So you guys hit it out of the park, I should say. Well, it was a team effort. I mean, <laughs> you, you helped us by you know uh, us being able to send you songs. Say, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Yeah, uh, dude, sure. I remember that. I remember I was at work one day and you texted me and you were like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta check out this song." We don't know if it's yeah. You guys were kind of on the fence with it, and it was uh, it was waiting. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like 15 seconds to do it, and I just, I kind of laugh, and it's like, you got to be fucking kidding me, you know? Like this is, this is a hit, man. Like this song is so good, like you don't even. It was almost like it was a joke. Like, yeah, they're just <laughs> fucking with me, you know? Like they're just trying to get me to say it's not that good or something. But dude, that's that song has been. A lot of people love that song too, dude. But uh, the album's great. That's all I can say. Uh, we appreciate it, man. And- yeah, we're, we're a little indecisive right after we write something. You know, we, we like it at first, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. we listen to it, and then it's like you, you almost need uh, someone else's ear to tell you, you know, is this good or is it shit or or what? But, yeah, no, we're, we 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 really appreciate you listening to, you know, all the rough demos we send you. Oh, I love it, dude. <laughs> There's nothing better than being at work and getting a text that says, hey, check out this new song from anybody, anybody good at least, you know. It's like, oh, of course I'm going to listen to it, you know. But um, what else is going on, dude? Not much, man. Just getting ready for the holidays and, you know, starting to, uh, you know, wind down a little bit. This is, it's been really busy year at work. So, um, yeah, yeah. but other than that, man, we're, we're, we're just, uh, you know, kind of winding things down and, uh, you know, in the studio a couple times a week, um, really trying to get stuff locked in. And, uh, our, our goal is to, like I said, release a, uh, a new EP, uh, sometime near, uh, probably end of January. And from there, get right back to work on a on a, a next record, and uh, hopefully be able to play a bunch of shows this year. I think things are definitely trending in the right direction. I don't really see, you know, too many. Uh, and I don't see us really going backwards, but we might have a little bit of a pause where you know with winter. So you just don't know what to yeah, expect yeah. as the weather gets cold. But um, yeah, no, we're just we're just looking forward to getting back to things being normal and actually getting out the, and playing shows. That's I think what we're looking forward to. You know the most this yeah, year yeah. can i can i be an asshole and tease something sure can i i won't say who you're playing with but can i say you guys have a couple of really really cool shows coming up uh next year yeah no we do and we're, we're excited <laughs> i'll say that if you are in the um pacific northwest uh you might expect to see cap gun heroes out there can i say that uh you can say that <laughs> but uh just to keep your eyes open for that are they going to announce that soon? Uh, yeah, I think uh, probably, I would say, uh, I think we're, we're looking at announcing first week of December, so it's we're going to be right around the corner here. Okay, so uh, this episode will be out by then, so uh, I really want to fly. That's uh, Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want to go, oh, 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 oh.
So I wanted to do this. Uh, I wanted to do this new little segment on the show every once in a while with with certain guests, just like a bring your own playlist kind of thing, just for fucking fun, you know. So I figure we'll do we'll do it with you. Uh, so this will be like a like a Cap Gun Heroes, <laughs> uh, bring your own playlist Chicago style. How's that sound? Volume one. So you got a little playlist that you put together of some Chicago bands. We're just gonna play some tunes, talk about them. And uh, are you ready? I'm ready. So I asked you straight up, Chicago bands. I know it's not easy because there's so many good fucking bands from Chicago, as you know. Um, so you you put together. I think you sent me six songs, right? You got six. I, I think it was seven. I know we were talking about maybe trying to do like five, and then <laughs> yeah, it, it was really hard because one, you know, you don't want to leave anybody off. Uh, there are just so many good bands, and then you're, you know, it it can be really easy to just like make it a whole fucking vapid list because of all the yeah, bands yeah. he's been in. So yeah, I just tried to uh, kind of spread it around a little bit because again, just so many good bands. But um, yeah, no, I, I think I was pretty happy with the overall list. You know, how do you how do you choose? You know, it's not like it's Duluth, Minnesota, where there's not many good bands. This is Chicago, and Chicago's got a long history of great punk rock bands. For me, obviously, I'm going Screeching Weasel, you know, first. But there's so many other great bands and bands that aren't to that level. You know, they're not Raygun and they're not Weasel. They're the lower tier, you know, bands. that They're still fucking great. There's so many. I mean, I don't know. Like, growing up there in Chicago, you must have seen a ton of great bands that no one outside of Chicago ever got to experience, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, and and that's one of the things about, I guess, growing up in a in a bigger city where there there is a bigger scene and uh just so many bands that you know you almost i mean it, you know the 90s was a great time because there were so many different bands from so many different scenes and, and everybody came here uh um, yeah yeah so i mean that always made it easier but yeah no after a while you kind of settle in and you're like man we we almost don't need all these other bands to come in because <laughs> yeah. you're finding all of these these bands that you have just right in your own backyard that are just so good and we've yeah, been yeah. very fortunate to to have that um you know, but at the, at that time too, we also had, you know, the you know a big all ages venue where shows were going on kind of Tuesday through Sunday. So you got to get exposed to a lot of bands that just had an opportunity to to build a following. Now it's a little bit different, but I mean, at the same time, I think social media is allowed for that, where you can everyone can learn about new bands that you know, you, you might not you know, you wouldn't have to wait and you know for the, them to come into town with another bigger band. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's not the same as what it was. All right, man. So let's just let's just start with what. What's the first song you got for me? So the first song I got is uh, it's a song called "Douchebag" from Vacation Bible School.
Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're they're a great band from Chicago, and I mean, I, I you know, as we were thinking about you know the kind of that Chicago sound, I, I think they're a great mix of Naked Raygun and Screeching Weasel. Dude, they they really are. They're a band. You know what? It, I think you're right. Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't even know they were from. I didn't know they were from Chicago. I kind of knew they were from Illinois, but I didn't realize they were from Chicago. Um, I always thought they were sort of like uh, Weasel, but they kind of had that uh, like copyrights feel sometimes, and sometimes they were like uh, the like Chinese telephones, that kind of sound, you know. Um, but yeah, just great, great stuff. Uh, Douchebag's a great song. Um, not my favorite on that record, but uh, I, I think this is the first time that they might have even been brought up on the Dummy Room. I don't remember ever talking about them. But no, I, I, I fucking dig that band. So, like I said, yeah. I didn't realize they were from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, well, they're from the Chicagoland area. I mean, I think, you know, any of the okay. you know surrounding suburbs and stuff like that we consider. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Chicago. That counts. But, um, yeah, man, I was actually, I was hoping to see them uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, they were supposed to uh, do direct support for Sloppy Seconds. But uh, at the last minute, jumped off the show. I'm not sure why. But, um, yeah, no, nah, man, great band. So yeah, Douchebag was, um, uh, I think it was the first song on that record, right? Ruin the Scene. First song, right? If I'm yeah. not mistaken? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go back and visit that catalog again because it's it's been a while. So do you know those guys? No, I've just, uh, you know, been a fan for, for a while. That's cool. What What's next, man? All right, so the next is, uh, I think, just a... a a legendary Chicago punk band, the Bull Weevils. The Bull Weevils. The Bull Weevils. Of course, Bull Weevils are awesome, man. And I mean, you know, obviously they've been around a long time, and and they're all really good guys. Um, but I went with a newer song uh, that they just released, uh, Liniment and Tonic. Uh, I just yes. like the song so much, man. And I got to see him do it live at Riot Fest, and it was just so much energy. And it's just a really cool tune. I mean, they got obviously a great catalog, but I, I really like this new song.
dude. It's that song when I when I've heard it, hey, it was like I talked about this, you know, a month or so back on the show. Um, I didn't even know. I was just kind of surprised to see new bull weevils. It was like, what? You know, new bull weevils? How is is this possible? And uh, then I heard it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is the best thing they've ever done. How is that possible? How does a band, uh, you know, basically release something, you know, 25 years in, and have it be the best thing that they've done? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just a matter of you know it's been so long since they released something, so you just wanted to air something new. Or, you know, they just had a lot that they were, you know, working on and <laughs> and ready to bring new stuff out. So, I mean, obviously, Daryl's a, a busy guy and he's got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it, this was it was really awesome to see new stuff from them. And then uh, to have it be this good as well is, is something really cool. Dude, I've I've wanted to have Daryl on the show for so long. And uh, like we've actually messaged about him coming on. But then it was like the next two weeks, it's like I see him on like all these different podcasts and it was always talking about COVID and you know what I mean? And it's like, this guy's too busy. I, I don't want to bug him now. And now, of course, we're sort of at the tail end of COVID and he's not doing that. And the other day I was like, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, oh, I got to message him. I'm going to, I got to get him on. And then literally the next day he's on like CBS News, <laughs> you know, like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy's just like. He's got no time for the dummy room, but um, I, I do want to. I'm going to have him on, and I'm, and I'm not going to ask him about COVID one bit. <laughs> you know, he's probably tired of talking about it. You know. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, I can't speak for him, but I would think he's probably tired of uh, of talking about that for sure. But all these, you know, he's done so many podcasts, and they're all about you know him being a doctor, and that's great and all. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's important stuff, but it's like. Man, I want to know about the. I want to talk about the bull weevils. I don't. You know what I mean? I mean, it's cool that you're a doctor, but you know, I don't really care. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just a. It's a side note for you. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's just one part of who he is, right? And um, but he, he's also part of a, a really great band, and they got new stuff out, yeah. and uh, you know, they're 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 getting out there playing. Uh, you know, they they did Ride Fest, and then they actually went down to uh, Florida for Fest. So they they've definitely had some stuff going on, other than. Uh, you know, him, uh, you know, helping save people from COVID. So, yeah, no, there's, I mean, dude, they've been around since the eighties, right? I mean, I, I saw them in the early nineties and dude, they've been around forever. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I to mean, me, it's... I didn't grow up in Chicago. So, I mean, I, I knew of Ray Gun, of course, and I know that their importance and all that. And I, I get that. But to me, those, you know, my memories of, you know, the early 90s of getting into punk rock and stuff, like the bands that I knew of that I liked and loved from Chicago, it was like Weasel and the Bull Weevils, you know? That's kind of where it started. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, they you know, there's a, there's a handful of bands, you know, from that time, like, you know, obviously, you know, Weasel, you know, which was, you know, I think big for everybody, but you had the Bull Weevils, you had 88, you know, you had Apocalypse Hoboken, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just so many bands, that, but you know, all from that, you know, and I mean, those guys are the, the fact that they're all still around and, and putting out really good music. Uh, I mean, that just speaks <laughs> yeah. for itself. Yeah. I can't wait for this new bull weevils record. You know anything about it? Is it coming out soon or what do we know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know they're you working know? on it. I think it's going to be out soon. I, I know it's coming out on red scare. So of course, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which good for them. You know, I mean, that was always cool. Cause they were on Dr. Strange, you know, 
Doctor Strange was kind of a kind of a fun label back in the day. You know, you never knew what you were gonna get. Like yeah. you didn't know if it was gonna be like, like I don't know. At least for me, if it was gonna be poppy enough to like, you know. And Bull Weevils kind of were always on that that line, you know, between like just fast as fuck punk rock and like still melodic enough for me to get into it, you know. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, what else you got? All right, so uh, next band I had on there, and I mean, to me, this they're just this is one of those bands that it just always sticks out because they're just so talented. Uh, it's the the Smoking Popes, and uh, the song I picked was uh, "Need You Around."
dude. Uh, absolute classic. Classic album. Love the Smoking Popes. Yeah, no, they're 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 great. I mean, and they're another band that's been around forever, um, and they just keep pumping out great stuff. I mean, they're just so talented as far as musicians go, and and Josh's voice is just, I mean, it's so unique. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, he, you know, it's this. Here's this, you know, fast melodic, you know, pop punk music, and you know, here's a guy that is, you know, you're listening to him sing over, and it's like this crooner voice. I mean, yeah, yeah, he can sing obviously anything, and he he does. I mean, um, you know, over COVID, him and his daughter were were going on Facebook and and doing some duets together, and, and she's got an amazing voice as well. So obviously, that's hereditary. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I, I mean, those but, were cool, by the way. I really liked watching those. Yeah, no, they were they were really good, and um, you know he's got a couple different projects going on right now, um, and I mean that's you know so th- and those are all really cool as well. I mean obviously when you've been doing music as long as he has, you you, know, you want to do a bunch of different styles and different things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I mean the Smoking Popes, they're just one of those bands that every time they release a record, you just know it's going to be good, and there's always so many songs on there and. Um, it just the melodies and I, I mean, he can, his, his, his vocals are, are just something that just instantly stand out and yeah. uh, there's not too many, I don't think there's too many bands period uh, in rock music. It doesn't matter uh, whether it's punk or, or any of the other rock that where anyone has anywhere near as good of a voice. No way. Yeah. He's great. Um, what I always liked was watching him live because I loved like the first time, um, like I've seen him three times, so the second time I saw him was uh, just before they broke up in '99, and it was just like really fun to see them see him sing because you know how he changes up those vocal melodies sometimes where he yeah. doesn't phrase everything the same. It's like how do you fucking do that and still play guitar the way he plays? I mean, him and Eli when they're playing, these two guys can play like. You know what I mean? Like they can they can write great songs, but they're both just incredible players. Yeah, they're they're all great musicians, and I mean, there's definitely no auto tune or adjustments going on there. I mean, that, that's what's so impressive <laughs> is because you would think like you know the vocal arrangements and things they're doing, it's like you know that's not easy, right? And you know, for most of us, you know, we're not doing anything that really requires what what you would call range, right? It's like it's, like, it's just it's pop punk, it's punk rock. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no one no one has to be an amazing singer. You just have to you know kind of do it well, and um, and and if it's fun and it all you know all work goes together, it sounds really good. Um, but I mean, what he does with the range that he has and the arrangements that he does in the vocals, and I mean, that's the thing that sticks out to me is they're just as good live as they are on a record. I mean, it's like you can't, you almost don't even feel like you're, you're watching them play live. Uh, I mean, I just saw them uh, in July at Wicker Park Fest, which is, you know, it's outside, it's, you know, a street festival. And so you're not really thinking that you're going to get the best sound quality being in this big open area. And I mean, just phenomenal. My favorite Pope's record still to the day is the first record, Get Fired. Um, absolutely love it, you know, and, and it's kind of weird because that's probably the most, well, I mean, the Born to Quit was probably their most uh, pop punk record. I think you'd agree with that, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, I just, that, that first record, I remember I just, I bought it maybe it's because it was on Johan's face and, you know, I, at the time it was just like one of those labels that anything that was on the label you just picked up, you know, because it was, it was going to be cool. And his voice, just that, 
I don't know, they, they're kind of a like melodramatic sadness to them, you know, but yet they're still poppy and <laughs> even when they're even when they're not singing sad, it has that kind of feel and yeah, man, it's just they absolutely fucking just have written some of the best songs ever. And uh even funny, dude. I mean, lyrically those early songs were just hilarious too. You know? It wasn't just they weren't all love songs, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, they, you know, great mix of songs. And I mean, honestly, I, I didn't even know. And, and I guess maybe that's what, you know, shows that you're a great songwriter is that when someone's listening to a song, they kind of take it in and it, it speaks to, you know, to the person that's listening to it for whatever they think it means. Because um, I, I didn't even know how many songs had kind of a, a you know, kind of a religious background to them. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I really was never even aware. I thought some of them were just love songs, but you know, it had a deeper meaning to them. And so to me, I think that's even cooler. It's that, you know, as you're listening to those songs, you're, you're just taking it in for whatever it means to you. And yeah. that, that to me is the sign of a really good songwriter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the song's about. It's how, you know, if you interpret it differently, you know what I mean? Maybe you like a song that's, you were going through a bad breakup and you listen to, uh, destination failure <laughs> and it made you feel way worse or maybe better i don't know but um it doesn't matter what those songs are about you know yeah it's better how just how just how it made you feel you know at the time great album too by the way um yeah, yeah that really is, is an essential that is essential chicago punk rock to me for sure yeah i mean again it's it's real this was really hard to put a list together because of all the <laughs> bands but that's why i said they, volume they, one dude yeah <laughs> you gotta come was, back this, this was a very easy pick Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next, dude? Uh, so next, I mean, I, you know, this and this was where it got to be really hard uh, because you just had to start picking, you know, of, of you know, kind of what band. But uh, next I have Methadones and Mess We Made.
It's methadones are a no-brainer on this list, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely one of those things where you're trying to think of all the different projects that Vapid's been a part of. Um, <laughs> obviously, he's a staple of Chicago. I mean, I, I honestly always felt that they would have came out, you know, even like three, maybe four years earlier, yeah. they would have they would have just blown up to a level that. Um, I mean, because they're just so good. I, 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 I personally think that, um, you know, the methadones, you know, are just are, you know, Vapid really just hitting a stride. I mean, I know it's kind of hard to, to say that when the guy is, you know, every project is so good, um, but I, I just feel like everything was really coming together uh, on those records, and I mean, I can listen to those records over and over and over again. How'd you pick Mess We Made? It's one of my favorite Methadone songs, but man, he's got so many hits. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard. I mean, there's a couple songs you're looking at, you're like, all right, well, you know, I think people might expect you to pick that. So, um, you know, you really, you just kind of shy away from it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite songs. And I, again, I think it's one of those songs that you can kind of listen to it and interpret it for what it means to you. Um, and I don't know, it's 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 kind of weird, but, you know, because I, mean, I don't really think it... Uh, you know, really completely, you know, uh, applies to it. But for some reason, whenever I listen to that song, I just think about, you know, me and my wife getting, you know, you know, married at a really young age, having a kid at a really young age. And, you know, basically, you know, like <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> yeah. What a mess this is that we made. But, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. And and we did. So it's I think I, I kind of have this like really soft spot for that song. And I, it's definitely one of my favorites, uh, you know, from that band. Out of the Riverdales and Sludgeworth and the Cheats and the Methadones, like seriously, like, and the Mopes, what turned out most of his great stuff? Riverdales, he had so many great songs. Methadones, maybe more. You know, Mopes, couple, you know, that one great album, unbelievable album. The dude just, it's, it's just not fair, dude. It's not fair to other other people. <laughs> yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not fair to all the other bands that are trying to write songs and you're like, I'm never going to write like a vapid song. Yeah, but, even Vapid's like bad songs are like still pretty fucking good, you know. But there's, you know, he's certainly got songs that you know I skip, but they're still pretty good. But you know, I don't know. With Methadones, I there's I have a soft spot for those, you know, self-destruct and Aerial and Undecided. Like those are the ones I want to hear all the time. The the other stuff, um, you know, I still listen to, but sometimes I just have to skip through to get to the to the gold, you know. Yeah, I mean, but it, you know, it's nice when your skips are are better than most of the song, other songs that are getting written out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's, oh yeah, that, yeah. That's one of the things. I mean, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think every record's gonna have that, but I mean, it's like some people you're skipping a song because you're just like, all right, I gotta get past this so I can get to the song that's actually good. I think his are like, that's a really good song, but I really want to hear this. So you kind of just skip over to get to, like you said, the gold. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, the, the, these albums now are. You know, they're pretty old now. We've heard them. It's like listening to Screeching Weasel, you know? I still listen to the whole album, but man, sometimes it's like I just, I skip through to a couple songs, you know, like I know these songs. I've heard these songs a million times. I just want to hear a certain, you know what I mean? Yep. I don't want to listen to the whole album right now, but I really want to hear this one tune. So, uh, but Vapid Man, he's total hit machine. What do you think of the new album? I like it. I, I, I that, that song, The Talk, I think is just a great song 
And, you know, it's definitely a little different. But again, I think that was this was something different they wanted to do. Um, I know that they're they're back in the studio tracking another record already. So awesome. um, You know, (laughs) we're going to be fortunate to get another record probably pretty soon. So I think that's really cool. But yeah, no, I mean, I I, I like it. I mean, I've listened to it a few times now and, uh, you know, it's grown on me more and more every time I listen to it. But yeah, that song, The Talk, just stuck out to me. I'm like, this is a really good song. And I mean, again, this is a concept album, too. So he, you know, (laughs) he's kind of, you know, telling this entire story from a few different people's viewpoint and and he's putting it into a record, which, um, I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere near at the level of a vapid in writing songs, but just from, you know, someone who, who you know, attempts to write songs. I mean, it's it's got to be really hard to do to where you it kind of all flows together and it tells a story. And but each song is kind of its own really good individual piece, which is what I think he accomplished with this record. Yeah, I, I dig it, man. It's just it's a little different, you know, but I think I've come to expect that from Dan. I want that. I want that. I want those methadone style of songs. I know I might not get it again, but still, you know, I, what, what you get is still great, man. It's like, you listen, it's like, ah, this is a little different. You know, it's a little bit like that, that kind of alt country song at the end. It's like, but man, he starts singing and it's like, oh yeah, this, this guy's pretty fucking great. Yeah. And I mean, and I actually really appreciate when you start seeing, you know, especially someone at, I mean, I guess you could say his level, right? Someone who's done so much and he's written so many songs. You know, I got to think for him, it's probably a little hard to, you know, kind of keep writing, uh, you know, similar songs. And I, I, I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about all of his bands is you, you kind of you see them evolving. And, you know, you you have the Riverdales and then you go into the Mopes and, they, they, you know, kind of very similar in ways. Um, but then you got the Methadones and you're you're like holy cow this is you know you know this is what sludgeworth kind of was right yeah, but yeah. you know but better and um then you go into you know the cheats and it almost feels like you know it's a mix uh especially on two and three of of all the bands and so you're you're really kind of seeing you know where he is as a songwriter and it's just pretty awesome actually yeah. Yeah, I always felt like um like he was, you know, the Sludgeworth thing happened, which was unbelievable, but maybe, you know, when he did Methadones, he decided, yeah, I want to be a little bit less, you know, Sludgeworthy, a little bit more straightforward, you know, pop punk. Um and he did that and then maybe like, you know, with Noise by Numbers, he's like I kind of want to do something a little bit more, you know, <laughs> a little bit more I don't even I can't even describe that band, you know little bit more alt rock kind of alty indie kind of thing i don't know um you know now this new record is like that's somewhere between all of them you know and the talk yeah. dude you, you said the talk it's my favorite song on the album hands down um the dummy room awards this year has a new category for best song right and uh that song i, I don't know if it's gonna get nominated but i certainly voted for it i fucking dig it yeah no it's a great song and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just you know happy that we're getting new music from them and and that there's more to come. I mean, it, it's just it's one of those. It, I think that's the biggest thing with people is you know because I, I I know some people you know really didn't feel the record as much, and I think it's just because they had an expectation of of yeah, yeah. oh it's gonna sound like this. And I really like that they went in a different direction 
because you know it, it shows that they're they're doing something different. And I mean, obviously, I'm sure he's probably listens to you know all kinds of music, just you know not you know the you know pop punk of <laughs> you know that he grew yeah. up on, and then and, you know other bands he's listening to. So you know, again, when you've written so many songs. You, you want to start trying to do something different and, and keep it interesting for you because if once you lose interest in doing it, then you just stop doing it, and I don't think any of us want that. All right, man. We we talk about Vapid enough. Yep. <laughs> um, what's next, dude? So the next band I picked is, I mean, you know, again, I think that when we talk about, you know, just Chicago punk rock in general, I mean, these guys are, you know, just – you know, even more than a staple of it, and that's Naked Raygun. I mean, I don't oh, think yeah. you can hear uh, a Chicago band that doesn't have that that influence from them. And uh, the song I picked is Rap Patrol. <laughs> song i've always liked it um uh actually throb throb was the first ray gun record i ever got i was um i was at a thrift store when i was in high school you know with like maybe my girlfriend at the time or something and just flipping through the through the records you know and there's you know what thrift store records shopping looks like you know it's a bunch of shit right and i yep. uh, came across throb throb and I had I knew the name, you know I knew I knew who Raygun was, but I had I don't think I had heard him at the time, but I you know you look over and I look at the back this this record looks legit you know and um, still have that copy to the day man I love that record but no that the, that song has that uh, Rap Patrol has the um, just that kind of long kind of like drawn out intro you know just that guitar kind of noisy 
but the drums, dude, that that is one of those bands where the the drum sounds they have are always so cool. They just sound so big, and the dude's vocals are just the way they sound, dude. Like big echoey kind of sound, you know. Love it. Yeah, I mean, just great song structure. I I, I love the the course of that song with the woes. I mean, I, to me, that's yeah. just you know typical Chicago punk rock. They kind of define that sound. You like every once in a while, I'll hear a band from Chicago and I kind of hear that I hear it with the bow weevils once in a while not so much with the vocals but kind of like uh like their guitar like the chords and stuff you know just the chord structures um but yeah there's certain bands right here it's like yeah I can hear a little bit of a ray gun thing in there you know it's cool yeah I think everyone should have a little ray gun in them to be honest with you <laughs> you know it's <laughs> it, you, you, you it, they're just I mean all the there's so many good songs on all those records but like you said the, you know, Jeff's vocals, the way they do that, uh, you know, the guitar, the bass, um, you know, the melodies and, and, and the hooks. I mean, it, it just it, it all comes together, to, you know, to really put together some really cool songs. And I, I know it's definitely a band that, you know, we're inspired by. Yeah, I never got to see them. Um, I saw Pegboy a couple times. So, that's you know, in the ballpark, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, got, but, uh, I was lucky. I was lucky enough to see him uh, not too long ago. They. Uh, they played uh, a festival out, uh, what was it, in 2000? Actually, it was 2019. Um, they headlined 350 Fest. And uh, Bull Weevils were on that that bill, too. Uh, 88 was on there, so it was a pretty cool show of Chicago bands. What else you got? All right, so uh, my second uh, was <laughs> uh, Sludgeworth, <laughs> as we just talked about Vapid. Um, but, uh, you know... It, it, you know, it's kind of funny because when you, you know, I think for most people, right, you're 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 listening to Screeching Weasel, but then you're finding Sludgeworth, and when you hear that record for the first time, and we, I mean, obviously we didn't have, uh, you know, a lot of of a uh, uh, of a catalog from them, uh, but what is there is just so good, and I remember listening to that record for the first time and and hearing those songs, and it was like man, this is just so different than everything else that was kind of coming out. And uh, it was just so good. And I mean, Someday is the song I picked. And I mean, that's still one of my all-time favorite songs.
always thought they had a feel to them. Sludgeworth had, you know, some of their intros are kind of long. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like the, the long buildup. And I always kind of like Raygun did that a couple times. Like even on Rat Patrol, you know, they kind of had that. Um, you know, like kind of like almost like a... I don't want to say they sound like Jawbreaker, but something more like Jawbreaker. But man, when they start, when they just kicked in and, and Vapid sang, it was uh, that they might have been the greatest band ever. Like those songs, that album are unbelievable. They're fucking how I mean, I've been listening to that, you know, Losers of the Year for, you know, 25 fucking years now. <laughs> and it's still like to the day, like unbelievable to me. Like how come bands can't figure out how to do this? You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, don't I mean that I, sound to me like nobody does the Sludgeworth style of punk rock anywhere near Sludgeworth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think you know a couple things. I mean, one, I don't. I, it's just really not that easy. I mean, all those guys were really good musicians, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So, and then you know you throw Vapid in there, and I mean, it just he's you know again what we just talked about his ability as a songwriter. I think the biggest thing that always sticks out on all his stuff and that you really hear on that record. It's just the hooks. I mean, every every song on there, you know, just is it, so good. And every one of those choruses just make you want to sing along. And, I mean, it, it's just an amazing record. And, I mean, it's, it's really not that easy to do. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much – I mean, the hooks are great, but it's those – to me, Sludgeworth is those, those guitar melodies. They're not weasel leads, but they're those less notes kind of leads. You know what I mean? Just kind of yep. drawn out so perfect uh, of course they had a couple shitters you know those weird songs but um but for the most part that band was uh to me like i can't say they're my favorite because they, they they didn't have the output you know like methadones you know they're not proven like that so you know riverdale's so many great songs sludgeworth basically one album you know yeah i mean so. i think if there would have been more of a catalog it, it you know it would probably be you know, I think a lot of our, you know, for all of us, it'd be a lot of our, you know, the favorite, you know, Vapid project. But, you know, like we just said, it's, it's, you know, the catalog's not very big. You really just got the one album. But that's where I, that's why I said, I think with the Methadones, you know, I felt like that was probably the closest, you know, to what Sludgeworth was. And then obviously went way past it. And, and you kind of, you, you kind of see where that direction was going um, yeah. when, you, when you get to the Methadones. I've always liked Two Feet on the Ground quite a bit. That's dude. I don't know. That band could do no wrong. Well, actually, they did. They did a couple of things wrong, but uh, for the most part, man, ugh, just so good. And, and only one is another great song too. Oh yeah, yeah. What's next? All right, man. Last well, of one? course, yeah, the last one, and of course, number one has to be <laughs> Screeching Weasel. Of course. Um, and uh, the song I picked for that was "My Brain Hurts." Um, you know, title track for. Uh, you know, I think my favorite album from Screeching Weasel. Um, but yeah, I mean, how could they not be number one, right? I mean, uh, yeah. it's such a great band. I think that they've, uh, I mean, there's not a pop punk band out today that doesn't have an influence from Weasel. Well, the good pop punk bands. We're, we're not going to talk about the other ones. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. They're, even you know, some of those probably still have an influence from Screeching Weasel, though, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they, they all have an influence and listen to them, but they obviously didn't listen close enough with some of the songs that they put out. But, I mean, when you hear bands, though, today, um, I mean, all, you know, just or so many bands over the last 20 years, all these bands that came out um, in the 90s, uh, you know, from the Lillingtons, TBI, everybody, everybody incorporates 
those weasel influences. Those, oh, those yeah. and hey, that's why when you you know when you're writing that pop punk song and you you open up with your intro has a lead over it, well, that's why you call it a weasel lead, right? <laughs> I mean, it's because those yeah. guys did it. And then um, you know, on top of that, when you have that core of weasel, Jughead, you know, vapid and panic. Um, I mean, th- those the way they, you know, the songs they wrote, you know, uh, you know, the backing vocals everything was just so perfect and uh just so many good records from them and i mean you know it just how can you not have them as number one from chicago i knew you were gonna have weasel on the list uh sort of mandatory you know but um, i'm glad you picked this song because this is one of my this is my favorite album by anybody and it's probably my favorite song on the record it's just if you were introducing screeching weasel to somebody this might be the song because it incorporates everything good about screeching weasel the the perfect lead you know the lyri- lyrically this song is top notch the backups are there and you get danny panic just wailing the shit out of his drums yeah like those fills it's like oh my god this guy's the best drummer yeah man that's just the perfect song for me yeah i i love that song and i i by far my favorite record um i mean you know obviously they've had so many good records over the years um, and, and they've written so many good songs and again I mean you know I, I, I'm a big fan of Boogada too uh, I know it's different but I think you could you know that that's one of those records that you kind of really are able to you know kind of see the direction of where they were going especially by the end but I mean with my brain hurts that you feel like you know, and you probably really don't know it at the time when you're listening to that record for the first time. But when you go back now and listen to everything, you could see on that record that the sound that they were creating just all came together on that record. And yeah. it, it's just perfect. Boogada is certainly not uh, one of my favorite Weasel albums. But yeah, you're right. You can you kind of see that evolution. But I don't... Uh, Overall, you know, there might be better albums than My Brain Hurts, but My Brain Hurts, for me, just personally, it's always been my favorite. But, I mean, I'm not, you know, all their albums have those gems. You know, every album, there's something great about it, you know. Um, The last album, to me, is unbelievable. Like, I listen to that, and it's like, this this album could have come out, you know, 25 years ago, and we... I don't know. It would be an instant classic. Everybody would still be talking about it. Um, dude's still got it, man. I mean, he can sing. I think his writing is probably better, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I, I thought the last record was definitely the best record in a long time. Um, I mean, it, it was a really good record, and it, it felt like something that, I guess, if you went, you know, in a chronological order, maybe it comes, uh, you know, after uh, Bark Like a Dog. Um but there, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, it definitely was, you know, to me, you know, cause again, I think what you said is, you know, there's a lot of albums that kind of have maybe even better songs than my brain hurts. But for some reason to me, my brain hurts just feels like here, here is just this, you know, everything just coming together. And I think it, it kind of let, you know, it just points to everything else that was to come over the next, you know, five, six records. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, they're one of those bands. It's going to be really hard to say what's the best record or what's the best song um, because there's just so many hits and just so many good songs. Um, but, I mean, the one thing we'll all agree on is they're, you know, one of the best bands, you know, ever. Oh, yeah. And definitely, you know, 
probably the best band to come out of Chicago. I mean, you know, because when we talk about, you know, well, what are good bands, you know, from Chicago? I mean, there's so many of them, but how many of the, you know, members of those bands do we talk about that are in other great bands? So they yeah, just, yeah. they did so much after it as well. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, my brain hurts was way ahead of its time. That album is 30 years old this year. Yeah, it's, it just it means we're getting old, man. I still listen to it, and a lot, and it still sounds so good. I mean, it has that, it has that 90s sound, you know, but it's so good. I mean, it just plays so well, sequence perfect. But I, I, I seriously, I think if if somebody didn't know and they were listening, I don't, I don't know if there's certain songs on, uh, you know, some freaks of atavism that you wouldn't be able to tell. I mean. If they sounded like, if they had the same production as My Brain Hurts, you would you wouldn't know. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know that they're thirty years apart. They sound pretty similar, some of them. Well, I think that's just the consistency of building out, you know, your sound. And I think that's really, I think the hardest thing that all bands really try to do is kind of come up with your own sound. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's why you know that again. That's why I say on that album, I think they found their sound, and that's what they built for the rest of the you know they built on that for the rest of the catalog and you're right i think with some freaks of atavism you're seeing that that sound really come back and get solidified um yeah because again i mean there were some albums that they were a little different and maybe maybe not as good um but you know again when you're you're writing so many songs and you're putting you know so many records out uh it's hard to keep doing that but i think that's what made this last record so cool is because i think we all agree it's like man this was you know such a good record one of the best in a long time yeah, I mean, Screeching Weasel has obviously built a sound. I think they have. I think they have like five different sounds. You know what I mean? It's like Boogada, to My Brain Hurts, to Bark Like a Dog, which was you know how that sounded. To you know, emo is different. Teen Punks is different. But they all have that core. You know, Ben singing. That's their sound. It's like vapid. I mean, when you listen to Sludgeworth, you listen to Methadone. Two totally different bands, but. It's you know it's vapid his voice and then that's what kind of brings it it's like that familiar beacon almost yeah you know I mean it's like yeah you hear that voice it doesn't matter if it's you know heavy sounding it doesn't matter if it's fast or slow or acoustic it's that voice dude then that's what's the familiarity is what's so good totally agree anyways I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about dude but uh you put together a pretty good list yeah we'll definitely need a part two. I actually thought about it last night. I was like, good luck, dude. I was a little disappointed that one of my favorite Chicago bands wasn't on it, but uh, maybe next time. Yeah, you know, I again, man, I, as I texted you earlier, it was like, like I felt like I was studying for my SATs again having to put this list together because <laughs> you're just thinking about it. It's like, man, it's like so many good bands, and you don't want to yeah, leave yeah. a band off. The, the one thing that I, 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 you know, I did really uh, come to understand is uh, – where we fit on that list, which is not on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, I, I liked how you started your list with Weasel and Raygun and the Methadones and the Popes and the Bull Weevils, these, these legendary bands, like undeniably legendary. And then you put a band like Vacation Bible School on there, which is certainly, you know, the next, uh, they're great, don't get me wrong, but they're not at that level. So I, I like how you incorporated uh uh, the little guys with the big guys on your first list a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think that's, you know, with with like we talked about with being from here, I mean, it's it's hard not to have 
because we have so many big bands that are from here. So you don't want to, you know, I, I guess, I, you know, my, I didn't want to come off with like, oh, well, I'm just going to try to put all these, you know, maybe smaller bands on here. So I, you know, because I don't want to say all the, you know, <laughs> these bigger bands. But the fact is, you know, you're lucky enough to be from a city where you have all these big bands. And not only are they like bigger bands, but these are bands that have inspired so many of the bands that are playing today. So it's like you can't leave them off. But, no, yeah. you know, if we if we do a part two, we can start digging into, you know, uh, all of the other bands that are, are here that we're lucky to have. And um, I mean, there's even some, you know, <laughs> some other bigger bands that, um, you know, kind of left off just because, you know, we, we could have done a top 20 easily. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, for, for this. So, or, uh, you know, a playlist of 20. So it, it was definitely really hard to, uh, to, you know, try to pick which ones, but, um, I guess that's a good thing. It, it's tough, but I was like instantly when I think of Chicago, it, it is, it's weasel and bull weevils and, you know, vapid <laughs> and, uh, Reagan, of course. And then I, I always want to put wine press on that on that list, dude. I love that band so much, and their output was n- nothing. Ten songs, right? I think that's all I've. That's all they had out. Yeah. And, um, dude, but some of those songs are, like, disappointed. Is maybe the best song ever written. Absolutely love that tune, man. I remember I was uh, there's a band from Minneapolis called the Totalies, and um, that's how I found out about Wine Press. Like, I saw them play at some barn in Iowa. This is no shit, and. They played that song. They covered Disappointed. I didn't even know it was a cover. They told me what it was and um, went and bought that 7-inch. Uh, Still probably my favorite 7-inch to the day. Yeah, no, that, that's a, a great song, and they're a great band. It was just uh, <laughs> trying to put this list together, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're on a, you know, I mean, they just don't have that much, so they kind of get forgotten a lot. But to me, they are like one of those bands that just kind of like, total underdog you know out of uh, out on left field kind of band no most people don't know who they are you know
good time. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out a little bit. Oh, thanks for having me. I know it's it's the holiday season, and uh, it's just a busy time. But um, you know, we we've got stuff planned out. I guess you know some some cap gun stuff. You guys you guys are kind of busy. Uh, stuff is in the works. I've got I've got a ton of stuff in the works, and um, just kind of waiting it out. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and you know, I, I I'm, I'm really looking forward to 2022. I mean, you know, 21 was definitely better than 20, and you know, I, I feel like we're you know we're all <laughs> yeah. in a much better much better place, um, you know. So and there's definitely a lot to look forward to, but yeah, just uh, you know, really looking forward to you know getting some of these. Uh, the projects with Capcom done and really just get out playing a, a bunch of shows and um, just really you know, enjoying things because time is just flying by. I mean, this, oh, I don't yeah. know if you feel like it, but this, this year just flew by. I mean, I, it's like, holy fuck, we're, we're already, you know, we're already at Thanksgiving and the next, you know, it's going to be Christmas and, you know, well, you know, for me, well, for you too, it's like, you know, you're going to get into those kind of dragging months of, uh, of January and February, but uh, you know we <laughs> yeah. have a lot, we have a lot to do. So I'm hoping that's gonna to get it to go by fast, and then before you know it, spring will be here, and uh, weather will get better, and you know, really a lot of fun stuff to do. So, but yeah, man, it's gonna be. Uh, I feel it's gonna be a good holiday. So uh, enjoy it with the family, and you know, yeah, yeah. definitely, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, get a little bit better at Mario. I, I think your son probably kicks the shit out of you on it, <laughs> dude. He's pretty good, man. Um. Yeah, he's actually really good. So, uh, hey, I, I got to plug something for you, since you didn't say it. Um, I wanted to mention. Um, there's no definite plans for T1 Fest next year, but you are going to be working on. It. If anyone doesn't know what T1 Fest is, just uh, look it up. Just Google T1 Fest, and it's uh, it's a, uh, it's a great fest for for a, for a better cause. And um, I think it's important what you guys did, and that's that's how we met. I mean, you guys hit me up about promoting uh, T1 Fest. Two years ago, last year, whatever, two years ago, right? And um, that's how we met, and now we're friends, and and uh, I think it's great that you guys are still, um, you know, you you guys are doing something good. Yeah, we're we're really excited to get back to being able to do that. That's one of the biggest things for 2022 that that we're working on. Uh, we're trying to lock everything down now. It's it's going to happen. It'll probably be either late May or June. Um, yeah. So. You know, just really trying to coordinate schedules because, you know, for all the bands too right now, everyone's schedules are a little crazy and everyone's still trying to, you know, kind of get back into a rhythm. Some bands were able to, you know, really get out there and, and put some tours together. But I think a lot we're still kind of waiting it out um, because it's not easy that with with the uncertainty of, well, you know, how are the crowds going to be? Right. Are we going to are we going to fill these rooms? Um you know, when, and when you're when you're trying to travel from state to state to, to put on a good, you know, a good run of shows. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about where we're going to be at with that. And, and we're really excited to get back to do it because we had so much planned for, for 2020 that didn't happen. I mean, we were, you know, all the momentum from 19 was great. We got so much support from all the bands. And before COVID hit, I mean, we were going to do Team One Fest twice in 2020. It was set to go. uh in San Francisco that in, in May of 20 and then back in, uh, in the Chicagoland area in November. And we had to cancel all that. And it was a lot of work that, you know, by a lot of people that, you know, for, you know, for something that couldn't happen. But, um, you know, the good thing is we, you know, we're able to, you know, get past it and, and now look to, you know, get back on track and to do it even better than what we had hoped to in, in 2020. 
I hope it happens, dude. I hope everything goes really good. I know it's gonna happen, but I, I mean, I just hope I hope you guys can get a killer lineup together and uh, raise a shit ton of money. Yeah, that's the goal. All right, dude. Well, I'll let you go. Thanks again for the candy. Thanks to Oldie Han. Guys, go check out Oldie Han. Um, go check out Cap Gun Heroes, of course. Keep your eyes open for the uh, Mom's Basement Christmas Party. Um, Cap Gun's part of that. And uh, everyone, hopefully there's an episode next week. We're kind of getting into the, I don't know. I don't know if the, <laughs> I don't know when the next episode is coming. But uh, thanks for listening. Everyone stay safe. Same to you, Jimmy. And uh, I'll be in touch, dude. All right, man. Happy holidays. All right. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye.